It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Many years ago, an African-American pastor named Shadrach Meshach Lockridge delivered a Good Friday sermon titled, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It hit people's heart with the thunder of an earthquake. So powerful were the words. In turn, another pastor named Tony Compolo shared those words with his congregation, and the reverberation continued to ripple far beyond its original source. Although I won't do the message justice, and I encourage you to check out the numerous YouTube videos which present Lockridge's message, I wanted to share his words with you today. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter's a-sleeping. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying, but they don't know that Sunday's a-coming. It's Friday. The Romans beat my Jesus. They robed him in scarlet. They crowned him with thorns. They don't know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. See Jesus walking to Calvary, his blood dripping, his body stumbling, his spirits burdened. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning and evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nail my Savior's hands to the cross. They nail my Savior's feet to the cross. And then they raise him up next to criminals. It's Friday. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are questioning what has happened to their king, and the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved, but they don't know it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father, left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The earth quakes. The sky grows dark. My king yields his spirit. It's Friday. Hope is lost. Death has won. Sin has conquered. And Satan's just a laugh. And it's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard and a rock is rolled into place. But it's Friday. It's only Friday. Sunday is a coming. I'm sure you feel the power behind this account of Good Friday, all lost, death victorious, hell laughing. But wait, Resurrection Day is coming. In just three days, Jesus will break the bonds of the tomb, fill his lungs with the air of earth and heaven, and step forth, scarred but whole. Now, why, you may ask, am I sharing a Good Friday sermon when Easter Sunday is already behind us? The reason is simple. Because some of us still feel like it's Friday. Some of us still feel as if our dreams are locked away, our hopes are down and dusted, and our life is crumbling. Although you've walked through Easter, you still don't feel like a resurrection people. And you wonder what to do about it. 
Oh, yes, you went to Sunday service and heard great Easter messages from your pastors, but now that's over. The song has died on your lips and you're not feeling the victory in your soul anymore. You're saying to yourself, it's Friday, but my Sunday isn't coming. <clears throat> Does that sound familiar to anyone? I want us to walk through this journey with Jesus and gain from his experience and insights so we can walk through our Fridays and believe with solid assurance our Sunday's coming. Jesus is taking the precarious trip down the Mount of Olives on the back of an untried colt. Exuberant people shout on every side. Palm branches wave in his face. Beaming disciples stride by his side. Grumbling Pharisees hiss in the background. When Jerusalem sprawled before him, the city teeming with the chaos of commerce, Jesus stops for a moment and tears fill his eyes. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it's too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. Enemies will come, he warned. They will crush you and your children and rip you apart because you did not accept your day and opportunity for salvation. Jesus knew what was coming. He could already see the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 years' time, and he winced as he could almost hear the desperate screams of the people. It didn't have to be, but they chose Friday and not Sunday, and so for them, Sunday didn't come. Then he enters the temple, and the fury at the corruption tainting this holy place overwhelms him, and he drives out the sacrifice sellers, shouting, My temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. They preferred Friday and didn't want to see Sunday to come. But Sunday was coming. The snores of sleeping disciples couldn't stop it. The press of a betrayer's lips couldn't stop it. The clash of soldiers' swords couldn't hold it back. The jeers of the religious leaders couldn't prevent it. The double-mindedness of Pilate couldn't change it. Three nails and one cross couldn't pound it away. A 2,000-pound stone couldn't hide it. Sunday was coming. When the earth would quake, angels would arrive and move the stone as if it were cardboard and sit triumphantly upon it. The soldiers would tremble so violently that their swords would fall to the ground and they would quickly follow, fainting in fear. Sunday has come. Then Jesus steps out. He isn't bound by the grave clothes like Lazarus. He didn't need friends to free him. He holds no smell of the grave upon him. It's Sunday morning. He's alive. He's smiling. He's just won the greatest victory the earth has ever known. The devil isn't smiling. He's howling. He's just lost the keys to hell, death, and the grave, as we read in Revelations 1. The battle for our souls has been won. Sin paid for by the blood of the perfect lamb. The doors to a righteous eternity opened. The Holy Spirit dwelling in every heart 
that receives the Savior as King. We will never be alone again, he promises us. We are conquerors, he assures us. We are forever loved, we are told in Romans 8. He helps us overcome our fears, we read in 2 Timothy, and our failures, taking us back to Romans 8. That's where we now live, on Resurrection Street. Sundays come, beloved, and we live in that place. Shake off the grave clothes, tear off the tomb trappings, drench yourself in the blood of the Lamb and breathe the life-giving spirit into your lungs. You are free, beloved, now and forevermore. And to this the Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will surely save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Beloved, we live on Resurrection Street, and we are an Easter people. God bless you all. God bless you.